The MTG Podcast is a virtual space for women and men in the tech and creative industries. Tune in as we put it all on the table, sharing authentic life truths as we sustain and empower each other in search of our tribe. We're more than a designer. We're more than our name badge. We're more than the work we produce. Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. We're We're that that tribe. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the More Than Graphics podcast. I am Danielle, and today I have a very special guest with me, Miss um, Bevan Morgan. And we're talking about the theme of possibilities this month. And if you're new to the space, if you've never been a part of any of the conversations that we continually have, um, we talk about a lot of personal things. One, just our personal journeys and being women in tech and women in creatives. And then two, the life aspect of that, right? We're more than just our nine to five or more than just the name badge that we wear in that moment. So using that work on self as my wonderful partner, Cicely, would normally say on the show, um, who's not able to catch us for this bonus episode. So it's just myself and our special guest today. But I love being able to have these candid conversations with other women who are doing the work. Have a very candid conversation and talking about some possibilities and specifically talking about financial possibilities. So Bevan Morgan is a financial trainer at the Financial Gym who has paid off more than $200,000 in debt to become debt-free. Holy cow, how did I not know that? Um, (laughs) She is a real estate investor and self-proclaimed personal finance nerd. She specializes in helping Black female entrepreneurs and creators gain confidence in their financial futures with a touch of whoop, whoop, She is on a personal mission to help bridge the radical and racial wealth gap in this country. Black families hold less than 10% the average wealth of white families. Instilling financial confidence in Black women is one small step she's taking to help change that. Welcome to the show, Bevan. Thank you you so much for having me. I'm I'm very excited to be on the show because I see you out here doing all of the things. And I was like, well, listen, if Danielle's going to let me be a part of it, let me be a part of it. So, yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So we talk about possibilities uh, quite broadly Um, in our previous episode. We talked about like personal life stories and possibilities. But for you, I just feel like because of what you do, you give people possibilities through educating people about finances um, and letting people know there's possibilities for them through their either their hardships or their struggles or hurdles, whatever that is in the scope and range of of financial education or even financial wealth or guidance. Can you give a little bit of our listeners a little bit more of a snapshot of what you do specifically? Sure. So my personal mission, my purpose, my reason for being is to help close the racial wealth gap. And the way that I'm doing that or attempting to do that is in three different ways. So on an individual level uh, for, you know, people in my coaching practice, Um, on the local on the local level, um, so I'm actually in the process of creating a group for women here in the Lexington area with a really good friend of mine named Raquel Carter, who is the owner of Guide Realty. I don't know if you know. Hey, Raquel. <laughs> She's dope. <laughs> um, so we're working to put together a group for local women to help take uh, their net worth from six figures to seven figures. And while doing that, sow those seeds back into this community to help kind of rip do a ripple effect out. And then on the macro level, I am working to get on your level, actually, like I'm, I'm in the process of creating 
I'm not sure what it's going to be yet, but I feel like I've been called to do like a multimedia, some sort of call to action, activist podcast. Yes. The whole thing, you know, the schmear. But literally, one million percent about closing the racial wealth gap. I love it. This is so necessary work. Um, I feel like there's not enough people wanting to do this type of work um, to bring about the radical change of possibilities that are available to us. So yeah, all the bravas and claps and round circles and magic stars and hearts, because (laughs) this is not easy. One, this is not easy as not as easy topic to talk about when you're not in the sphere of influence of uh, talking to people that look like us. (laughs) I can only imagine like what that's like and how um, that uncomfortable comfortableness that you have to constantly kind of be in to say, no, this is something that is important. And it's something we have to continually bring up over and over again so that more people can be aware um, of this kind of uh, disrupted scale, if you will that we've been personally disfranchised on because of our past and our racial history and our financial history and bringing more equity to us as people of color. So girl, I'm all about this. This is like my thing, but I want to know a little bit more about you and your personal backstory and how you kind of got to this point. So I'm going to ask all the way back, like, what did you want to be growing up? Because I know that what it is right now ain't what it was back then, right? It never is. And it never is. Um, You know, what's funny though, is that I did grow up kind of in this like entrepreneurial mindset. I was, I was kind of that kid, you know, so like selling stickers at lunch to the other kids. And I love um, that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember one of my early businesses was called Bev Pins and I took like old jigsaw puzzles and like hot glued them together and put little no. Yeah. So I sold jewelry to, yeah, it was very, it <laughs> that is so cool I mean even in the early stages you were already like I'm gonna make some money yes Um, yeah invest in me absolutely (laughs) from day one from day one yeah absolutely love that okay so in in terms of like being a child and already kind of having that um path toward you know entrepreneurship and being mindful of finances you know at what turning point in kind of like maybe your teen to a young adult life um because you know let's just be honest you young adult already but you know somewhere in between in in that range did you start thinking maybe i want to help educate more people on this topic mm, think yeah i love that um so i guess maybe in the last five to six years, I started moving toward kind of a life coaching path. So, you know, I've always had kind of the money thing going on. I thought I was going to become a psychiatrist. That's what I started my undergrad with. Obviously, like that changed after that first chemistry class that I was like, oh, this, this is not happening. (laughs) Apparently, Uh, I'm not going to be a doctor. So there was that. Um, But yeah, so I I started going down the life coaching route. that didn't quite work out. You know how it is. It's like, it's the thing where it's like, you start this and you're like, oh, it's going real well. And, oh, I guess I'm going to actually do this. And, no, but maybe I'll come back to that. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so probably like a year and a half ago, I had a conversation with a woman who's here in Lexington, amazing person. I know you know her, but I'm not going to call her name out. Um, and she was just talking about how she wants to own a home. And she's like, she's this educated professional, just incredible black woman. And in the back of my mind, I was like, 
why does she feel like she can't own her own home? You know, like, like, what is that barrier that, is it a mental block? Is it like literal systemic chat? Like what's going on? So that's when I really started digging into this work. And that's where I got that calling to say, oh, this is what I need to be doing. I love that. So just again, asking someone else, you know, why that's kind of like a little bit of a psychology kind of thing too, is like, you know, better understanding, you know, what their needs are and where they want to go. And then kind of balancing that with a financial plan of some sort and getting them to where they want to go. So, okay, Dr. Bevan. Okay. I see you (laughs) you doing some, like some internal medicine. Um, So I, I like that. I like that a lot. And I think what I'm hoping most of our listeners are really kind of getting from this is you can be in whatever place, whether that's in a really good place or a not so good place and still have a path for success financially. There are still possibilities for you. And I think that is the number one lesson that I am teaching myself as well on a financial basis. Um, As I am growing as a business, as I'm scaling my business currently, um, there's a lot of extra dollar signs and expenses and things that are just woo. So And understanding that um, I have to have a little bit of a financial game plan, a long-term financial game plan. And so I love hearing stories like yours, Bevan, where you're just like, I'm going to tell people like, these are your options. This is what you could do. Um, But I'm sure there's a lot of little bit of a legwork that that has to be required, you know, in doing some of those things. Do you care to to, kind of share a story where uh, maybe something wasn't as possible for you that you made possible for yourself, kind of in relevance to possibilities? Something that I made possible for myself. uh, Well, so I kind of come back to this. So when I moved to Lexington, I was, I was moving from Austin. Um, My husband and I were basically just like, it's time for a change. We had visited (laughs) Lexington twice and oh wow yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I mean we were just like okay we're gonna go over there let's try it out um and so before we moved I um did my research and got a job at one of the big companies here I'm again not gonna call their name but um after having worked there for about 10 months I got laid off just apropos of nothing and it was It just shook me to my core because, I mean, they had paid a relocation fee, you know, like they hired me after two interviews. So I was like, oh, they love me. Oh, I guess they don't love me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who knew? Right. Um, So that was one of those times where that that was pretty much the end of my marketing career. So, you know, I I went to business school, got my master, my MBA in marketing and entrepreneurship, kind of was pursuing this career in marketing and thinking, all right, let me finesse this and, mm-hmm. you know, get those corporate dollars. And then when that, when that ended, I was just like, oh shoot, well, what am I doing now? So that's where I kind of got into this like flow mode. And that's when things really kind of started to open up for me. So okay. when you met, I was working as the like taproom manager and kind of semi-marketing person, semi like, you know, all of the hats at Pivot Brewing. She was the girl. Okay. (laughs) The girl. Still very much my girl. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I mean, it's like that kind of came out of nowhere. And so, you know, I'm working at this brewery. It's this tiny little kind of startup business Mm -hmm. doing a little bit of everything. And that's when I started doing sales. That was something I never thought I was going to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so then from there, I was able to parlay that sales experience into a job that I did for two years. And then through that experience and kind of like getting uncomfortable, trying different things, that's when I started to open myself up to this idea of financial training and coaching again. Now, you know, turn around a 180 degrees and I'm right back in the coaching world, doing the finances, feeling like I'm finally where I'm supposed to be. And so, yeah, that was my- Oh, I love that. And how I'm sure that feels amazing. Like to be able to take all the different types of accumulations of experiences and roll them into this experience that you're now giving to people. I feel like you were in a place of receiving these experiences and now you're like, giving them. (laughs) You're in the place of gifting those experiences to other people. So that is a cool kind of turn of circle. Like you mentioned 180. Like, I love that. (laughs) It's in, I'll tell you what, um, whenever I think back on it, it is just so astounding how circuitous and strange and twisty and turny the whole journey has been and truly to your I truly feel like after all of that soul searching and trying different things Mm -hmm. I have found where I'm meant to be and it is it's amazing oh I love that key phrase there trying going to trying different things that is like super important for me like when we talk about possibilities is you know we have to be in a place where we're uh we talked about receiving possibilities and being open to possibilities in our previous episode and I really love that continually echoes here in this conversation so as one of my good friends Shaylon says you know do it afraid do it anyway so I want to keep that going, that that good feeling going. So in regards to what you do with Financial Gym, um, is there some like basic talking points that you can share with our listeners today that may want to be on a road toward financial success wherever they are? I don't know if there's like some great basic plateau options that you can look at or share with us today. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing about finances or personal finances, one is that it's personal. So I, I think it is easy to look at what all of the financial gurus out there are saying and be like, okay, Mm -hmm. here's the formula for riches. Mm -hmm. The the truth, however, is that um, there's no one size fits all. And so, you know, obviously there's some basics like spend less than you earn and save what you, you know, save the leftover. That's the baseline. But then from there, it's so important to understand what it is that you're working for. That's what that's one of our little catchphrases at the gym. And I feel like it's such a great phrase because it does make you basically it's that why, you know, so it's like getting back to that why. And so one of the things that I do in my coaching or that we all do in our coaching is speak to um, we ask our clients about their goals and their non-negotiables. And there are so many clients who I talk to who don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. they'll say, okay, well, I've got three goals. I want to pay off my student loan, have less debt and save $10,000. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. What do you (laughs) want your life to look like? You know, like, yeah. Right. Are you still wearing the blue jeans? All right. (laughs) Did we move up to like the nice dress pants or yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, does is that important for you? Is that not important for you? It's like, do you want to retire on a farm in Connecticut? Cause that's going to be a different set of, you know, strategies than if you want to be living that life in New York or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. So that's where I, I always try to come back with my clients is like, okay, I get it. You know, we're, that's what we're here for is to get you financially sound. We're mm-hmm. going to do that. 
that's, that's part of it. But why are we doing that? Like, what is it for? So that's where I just say for everybody, like know what it's about. And that's one thing, like for me, I realized I want freedom. I guess freedom and autonomy. Period. <laughs> I'm so for this. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you know, I don't need to make enough money to have a car, three houses, this and that. If that's what you need to be happy, I am here for it and I will help mm-hmm. you do that. But my thing is, I was like, okay, I can live my life on like $2,000 a month. Um, and as long as I have a job that lets me pick my own schedule, mm-hmm. I'll be all right. And now yes. I've got that and I'm like, I'm doing all right. You know, so <laughs> that's, that's what it really comes down to for me. Oh, I love this. Um, wow. Okay. So range here. So we have, again, the people that are kind of like, I want my Starbucks. I want my coffee. I want my, my personal perks, um, on a regular basis. And then we've got the, the lesser of that, you know, give me just the bare minimum, which I feel like I'm closer to that range. <laughs> um, give me the bare basics and I'm fine. I will be okay. So for the range of people who are listening to the show, there's options for you. If, if anything, you get anything from the show or this episode right now, it is, you have options. There's capabilities, there's possibilities for you. Um, and regardless of whether you're on the higher end or the lower end, there's options for you to experience um, financial freedom. Oh my goodness. I'm all for this. <laughs> um, as far as um, any general piece of advice for people who are in a very tight financial place, um, what can they do? What small steps could they practically take to kind of undo, not necessarily undo, but kind of make that less of an uphill climb for them? <laughs> sure. Just starting that process. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just like with any other life-changing goal. The first step is to give yourself that time to sit down and truly deeply honestly assess where you are and what that means from a financials perspective is you know looking at the debit card credit card bill whatever it is for the last three months and writing down every single one of those expenses until you know how much your your life costs there's no way for you to do the next step of the plan and it's it's interesting to me because that's just kind of how my mind works. So I'm just like, everybody knows that, does that. But apparently that's not the case. <laughs> mm, you're right. Millennials and zennials, like we struggle with that right now. So that's something that I'm like, you know, I'm more adamant about and aware about because of, you know, me being a business owner and things. But from the very beginning, I came from my mother, 33 years in banking and none of that dawned on the daughter of the banker. None of not once. It's one of those hard headed situations where we have to be, you know, self teach ourselves some things. So um, shout out to mom. I still love you and all the things I checked my, and I did balance my checkbook this week. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those situations where we have to sometimes we don't learn those things until we're actually in the field or we're in the heat or we're in the moment. So, um, yeah. Those are great. <laughs> you got any more? I'm for it. I'll hush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, so, and that's the thing. I mean, it's, again, it does kind of come back to the basics, but it's just, it's like, if you're trying to lose weight or whatever, it's like, you have to step on the scale and then go from there, you know, to eat less, exercise more, spend less, uh, save more. Like those are the basics. But um, one thing that I've 
recently heard and it just like made a bunch of things click for me is essentially when you're going to make any purchase, especially when you're in a tight situation and you know that that's kind of your weakness. It's like, oh, I love to shop. I love to eat out. I love to do whatever. Do those things. Do those things and do them mindfully, do them intentionally. So when you're going to do something or when somebody invites you out to do whatever, think to yourself, okay, cool, I wanna do it. Will this purchase add value to my life? And will this purchase help me achieve my goals? And if you're answering no to both of those questions, that's that will hopefully be the trigger for you to be like, oh shoot, why am I doing this? Like, who am I trying to impress? What What is this trying to fill for me? And then if you're answering yes to at least one of those questions, then maybe you'll say, okay, well, let me go on ahead and do it. And if you're answering yes to both of those questions, then shoot, go for it. That's a hell yes. I'm so for this. Wow, that was a great little gem right there. Um, we'll be resharing a lot of that content um, <laughs> for social media and all the things. We love taking notes. And so I am taking notes here as we're, as we're chatting. And that really stood out to me, understanding that value and placement, why it's important. And if there is no such value really other than just the um, habit of doing it, then we need to pull away from that um, or pull it out or just take it out altogether. Um, so thank you for sharing that. That is something more people need to hear. Um, for me as a business owner, a lot of times there's expenses that I absolutely have to spend. But if there's areas that need to be like toned down, I don't have to spend the extra money in this certain area. Why are we doing it? If it creates no purpose or value, let's take it out. <laughs> let's do something different with that. Let's invest it into something else. Um, so that is also an area that I am learning to do better is investing. Um, not necessarily just the social, economical, hey girl, let's chat investing, but learning to invest in the things that are doing my work better for me, easier for me. Um, so for me, that's through affiliate marketing. For me, that's through, um, you know, and actual stocks. That's for me, like that's in other areas. So I'm starting to dabble a little bit more in that area. Um, no, I'm not jumping in GameStop stock anytime soon. Um, but this is one of those things that I am very um, adamant about and hoping to pass on the baton about when we talk about, you know, being a leader for uh, the people behind us, you know, creating a path for the people behind us. So Bevan, you are doing all that. And then some girl, you are creating a path for people. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure. Listen, I'm trying. It's, it's so funny. Like the, I feel like the more you get into the work and the more you do, the more you feel like I'm not doing enough or, you know, it's, it hasn't, I haven't changed the world yet, but I, I am trying and it's, and it's fun. That's the good thing. I feel like it. it's fun being in this purpose. So it's, I feel good. I like it. Yes, I love it. Well, Bevan, how can more people find you and reach you on the interwebs and all the things? <laughs> uh, so I have a website. It is bevanmorgan.me, M-E. And I also love my Instagram. So hit me up at Bevan Morgan. Honestly, look, for your people, if you want to get in touch with me, like for real, for real, like deep in my contacts hit me up in my email i am obsessed with my email and all I, right i love emails so right. i am 7.morgan.mba at gmail.com 
hit me up. We can chit chat, work together, do whatever. It's back. Our Flash Questionnaire 2.0 is in full effect. Check out these responses. Okay. First question is your favorite international cuisine? Thai food. Oh man. Favorite room in your house? My office where I am right now. I love it. Yay. Okay. Coffee or tea? Sometimes either one, mostly tea, mostly tea, mostly tea. I'm a tea girl, so I'm right with you. <laughs> um, Harry Potter or Star Wars? Harry Potter. Yes. All right. Digital books or physical books? Digital on my phone all day. Oh my goodness. Okay. So here we go. This is where the split the sea divides here because I am digital and Sicily is physical. And most of our guests, like 80% of our guests are all physical. I'm like, look, just find me a little physical book candle, something, and I'll light it for you. But in the meantime, give me a screen. Give me, like, I mean, <laughs> give me a screen. I got stuff to do. <laughs> okay. If you could go back in time, where would you go and whom would you see? Oh, man, that's tough because I'm black. So listen, you know, <laughs> however, uh, shoot, that's good. If I could go back, I would um, I would go talk to young Maya Angelou and just like soak it in. Yes. Fly on the wall. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. That's a great answer. Um, a gift you've recently received. I don't get that many gifts, but here, my birthday is next Wednesday. So if somebody wants to send me a present. Hey, <laughs> you got her email. You've got all the contact information. Look, sister up. Look, hey, <laughs> I love that. Okay. And something you did in 2020 that you never thought you would. Ooh, I love, that's a great question. Um, you know what? I found my purpose in 2020 and I was starting to think it wasn't going to happen. And I, I feel so truly blessed that I got that opportunity. That is awesome. Oh my goodness. All five stars. I mean, we're not grading these, but I mean, all five stars, <laughs> I'm for it. Um, Bevan, thank you so much. One, for just your open honesty and your journey. I'm really hoping this is a continual life for other people who are looking for similar ways to be more financially responsible or just in general, just kind of creating their own financial path, um, that they seek your services, that you've been an example to them. We're going to keep shining light in this area, girl, because you know how we do. It's Women's History Month. We're all about lifting everybody up. All right. For the rest of you guys watching, thank you again. And you can continue to follow us at mtgthepodcast.com. Uh, you can continue to follow us on Facebook at MTG More Than Graphics Podcast. And of course, you'll see this episode um, as it replays live on our Facebook watch party. And just like that, the episode ends, but the convo has just begun. Thanks for listening to the MDG podcast. We want to hear from you. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it a review on your listening app of choice. Continue to follow our page and look out for bonus content releases throughout the year. This podcast is produced by Octane Design Studios. Until next time.